what's one thing guys can do to turn the relationships around when it comes to safety? This video discusses that. We'll see you in there. You know, we talk about needs. We talk about needs a lot. So the needs and relationships. So Matt, you, you talk a lot about Maslow's hierarchy and so does Lori. Um, how does that show up for you, you know, needs and relationship and so on? Well, the way that the way that I like to talk again, I'm, I'm, I'm frequently talking to men in relationships and I'm frequently talking to men whose wives have built something of like an intimacy wall, right? Sort of like keeping them at emotional arm's length on some level. And. And, and they're they're worried about the fact that their wife's sort of like not letting them in, that their wife doesn't maybe want to go to bed, doesn't want to go do you know, go to bed, like be physically intimate with one another, um, you know, isn't interested in like the fun connecting, like social things that they used to do. It just feels different and it feels bad. And for men who value their marriage and families, that is scary to have one of, if not the most important thing in their life, be threatened. And so I like to talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So many of the people I talk to vaguely remember it from like high school or college psychology classes. And quick refresher on Maslow's hierarchy is that level one, it's, it's often presented visually in a pyramid form. And the premise is that we all have needs and that we have to satisfy the conditions of each of these levels before we can sort of like graduate or elevate to the next level of the human needs pyramid. And the first level is basic needs. It's like food, water, air, shelter, and it's just the basic things we need. And, and one of the ways I like to talk about that is the idea that if somebody was like choking you out, literally like a bad guy, had his hands around your throat and all you'd care about is getting another lung full of air. If you're walking through a deserted desert with, with no resources, all you really care about is shade or that next drink of water. That you're not worried about like how your favorite show season finale is going to end or like, you know, whether this thing you ordered on Amazon is going to show up on time. Those are minor problems where like on a regular Tuesday in our lives, that might be like our highest priority. It, it's these things sort of like usurp everything else when they're not satisfied. Once basic needs are met, the next level two of the pyramid is safety and I like to talk about Maslow's hierarchy as a model for our relationships as much as an individual human need. We require safety in our relationships in order for them to function and thrive, in order for people to connect intimately, physically, in order for them to um, feel comfortable engaging and enjoying one another by going on dates, going to parties, watching movies together, doing all of the things that couples remember doing when they like first got together. And there wasn't anything threatening them. There wasn't any sort of fear or absence of trust back in those early days together. And so a big part of my work is this notion of restoring safety in the spirit of Maslow's hierarchy so that we can graduate to level three, which is where I believe you know, intimacy and connection and all of these like so-called like like dating life kind of things exist because a lot of the men I work with want to connect with their wives up there on level three of the pyramid by going to dinner, going to a movie, going on a date, going on vacation, all of these things. And they're so upset that their wife seems disinterested in that. And to me, the great lesson is you have not satisfied the conditions of level two of your relationship pyramid. Safety is gone. And I think a lot of guys 
don't really understand how to think about safety in their relationship in the way that like you and I will talk about it. They think of, they're like, because it's, it's the same thing that I did. I would never hurt my wife and I would always risk life and limb for her if, if, if I thought she was threatened. And we fail to grasp this nuance of emotional safety and or, or the concept of safety and trust as not a measure of deceit, not a measure of being harmed, but as a means of like thinking about it in the context of reliability. You know, another way to think about trust isn't just, I trust this person to not lie to me. It is, I trust that this will be here tomorrow, that it's sustainable, that it's reliable, that it's consistent. And in the absence of that, in our personal lives, our foundations feel like they're not there. They feel unstable. And and usually, if we're going to stereotype or generalize, wives, women report this feeling long before the men in their relationships ever do. And they talk about this idea of the relationship not feeling safe or me not feeling safe with you or me not trusting you. And anyway, my work is rooted exclusively in this restoration of safety and trust. And you and Jay, in a lot of ways, I know yours is too, Um, just just with like a different approach and different subject matter sometimes. Um, So anyway, that's, I think brushing up on Maslow's hierarchy of needs and then thinking of it as a model for your relationship. If you are someone in a relationship with somebody reports not feeling safe, not having trust, and you're a little bit sort of confused about what that means, I think really familiarizing yourself with Maslow's hierarchy as like a visual aid, as sort of a guide for what it means to prioritize the restoration of safety in your relationship. More so than I'm going to go try to have fun with my wife at a party, or I'm going to try to connect with my wife sexually in the bedroom. Let's restore safety so that we like set the stage for those things to happen. Right. I don't know that I explained that very well, but I know that you guys understand. Yeah. I think you explained it really well. The, the, the one caution I would put out there is I know, at least from my memory of Maslow's hierarchy, one of the, at some point, one of the, one of the basic levels, I remember seeing somebody put sex in there. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you will never die if you don't have sex. You won't. I mean, as, as much as some people may want to, <laughs> You won't. You will not die if you don't have sex. It is not a need for survival. Even procreation is not a need for survival unless we're talking survival of the species, which most guys are not that altruistic. They're just thinking about their own, (laughs) you know. So it's, it's not, if you come across a Maslow's hierarchy that says sex is a need, it is not. It's a want, it's a desire, it's an outcome. But that would be my caution there because there are guys that some of the emotional abuse that happens in relationship is when the guys that I work with somehow believe that it's a, it's a, a right, a, a need beyond. No, there's, this is, this is something that requires safety. This is something you know, if you if you require safety to be emotionally vulnerable, she requires safety to be physically vulnerable, you know, and there's an exchange there that's very real. And it cannot be in the context of a demand. 
you know. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, I touch on it a little bit because I know that I know that all of that's out of whack, but I also know Lori touches on Maslow's quite a lot more than I do. Yeah, and it's interesting. Some of the things you said, you know, you talked about reliability and we, we talk about dependable. You know, you're, she feels like you're not dependable. We had a client who, he was like, he was angry at his wife because he's like, you seem to think that if I tell you I'm going to do something, then I'm I should do it. And she's like, yeah, I need to know you're dependable, especially after you've broken trust so many times. Anyway, to add to what you've said on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the the fourth level up. So, you know, these, you need a lot of air and water and food and warmth and shelter. You need a lot, a little bit less of an amount of safety, a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. The fourth level up above love is like admiration, respect, feeling honored. Um, the fifth level is like living your peak life. It's like everything fits together. I can't remember what they call it. Um, Self-actualization. Right. It's like, yeah, it's the top of the pyramid. I think it's the idea of deriving worth without requiring external validation. It's huh. like you're, it's, it's what you talked about where you can, you can find like what you need in the woods. Like uh-huh. we're capable as human beings of self-actualization. I don't believe I've ever achieved it, but it's, it's a thing worth pursuing, right? It's the well, idea that other people don't have to shower praise and love and admiration. I mean, it's a step on the journey, uh-huh. but yeah, our best self is we, we love ourselves and respect ourselves and feel good about our lives without a bunch of people sort of showering praise on us. Right. The way it was explained to me was it's like living your best life, you know, just yes. having joy, you know. Thanks, everybody. And look forward to the next episode where we will discuss needs addicts tend to focus on and how it harms the relationship. We'll see you then. Bye.